From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Joining me in the studio today is Lauren Belliston, a master's student at Kane College studying piano performance and pedagogy at Utah State University. This year she helped plan the Wasserman Music Festival and adjudicated USU's annual piano festival competition for youth 18 and under. She's from a musical family, more about that later, and after a brief encounter with the flute, started on piano at age 11. Today she's playing compositions of Joseph Haydn, Samuel Barber, and in just a moment, three short pieces from Russian composer Nikolai Metner. During his life, Metner wrote 38 short piano pieces he called skazki, or fairy tales. None of them referenced a particular story, but had the mood. The job of the listener is to try and find the story or imagine your own story that he might have had in mind. So while Lauren plays, you might be thinking of Baba Yaga, Ivan the Fool, Nightingale the Robber. This is Three Fairy Tales, the plural, Skazka, opus number nine by Nikolai Metner. Thank you. 
Everything Nikolai Metner composed during his life included works for piano, and we just heard Lauren Bellison performing Three Fairy Tales. That's from his Opus 9 for solo piano. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and you're listening to Highway 89. Those three fairy tales were part of 38 that he wrote throughout his life. He just, uh, every once in a while, felt like it was time to write another one. Talking with Lauren Belliston, the pianist, right now, since Metner left it open to our imagination, I guess there's no wrong answers, but the second one to that sounded like, A, there was a cowboy in it, <laughs> and B, that they lived happily ever after. Yes, that's my favorite one. Actually. The second the one. The second one. Yep. <laughs> so you are a tiny person. Uh, this yes. is for our people listening on the radio, but you must have incredibly strong fingers and arms from all of this practice, everything you can do. Can you open your own peanut butter jars? That's the burning question. <laughs> I can. Surprisingly, I can. <laughs> well, I want to ask what got you into playing the piano. You started playing the flute, and mm-hmm. what, what was the transition for you? Well, I think a lot of it comes from my family, inspiration of my dad. He played the piano, and I remember sitting on his lap and playing mm. with him, and it was just a fun environment to be home. We had, we called it the Belliston Band, uh-huh. and we all had different instruments, and we could play, and we often would, would play at rest homes, and it was just a really good environment to be in, and so um, I wanted to be like my older siblings, and I started taking lessons when my older sister started lessons with the same teacher. So it sounds like it wasn't so much pressure as just, a, or maybe a positive pressure. It was a fun thing to be part of. Right. Yeah. My parents never asked me to practice, or any of us. We never were required to practice. <laughs> so it was a fun thing. So of course you turned out to be a terrific player. <laughs> uh, you've been an adjudicator for the Wasserman Festival at USU. That's where you first heard Metner? Yes. Tell me about this. Yes. So I uh, was able to help as part of my uh, graduate program. I was able to help with this Wasserman Festival. They have it every other year, and we brought one of the the gold medalists for the Van Cliburn International Competition, mm. um, Vadim Kolodenko from Russia, and he was phenomenal. It's one of the best concerts I've ever been to, and he played four fairy tales, and just the way that he played it was gorgeous, but I'd never heard kind of that juxtaposition of melodies and just the unique sounds of Metner. So how does it feel when you're a pianist yourself and you're up there supposed to judge and make comments on, I mean, do you have extra compassion? I do. <laughs> yes, especially with nerves. You can tell when they are nervous and I, I have a lot of compassion for them. I just want them to succeed, to have a good experience. Well, I understand that you do have certain composers you love a lot, but you were required to do some 20th century pieces. How would you describe 20th century music? <laughs> 20th century music? Um well, a lot of people think when they hear that it's it's contemporary, like pop culture, and it's not that. Classical 20th century is kind of a movement that took place with along with the art form. So a lot of times you see this abstract art that's music for the mm-hmm. 20th century. So it's very atonal. There's not the typical melody or harmonies that we're used to hearing. So it takes a little getting used to. But you found one you liked. I did. <laughs> and so we're going to have you play, play this for us. This is the Samuel Barber piece. This is a nocturne. Opus 33. Interesting that the subtitle to this is Homage to John Field, the only Irish pianist I've ever heard of who moved to Russia and spent his life working and writing there. But some say he originated the idea of a nocturne. So here is Samuel Barber's Nocturne, Opus 33.
Samuel Barber's Nocturne Opus 33, performed live by Lauren Belliston here on Highway 89. Lauren, your first teacher encouraged you to perform a lot and to compete. So at a very young age, you got a lot of a taste of what it means to compete and learn a lot of work. But I hear that it was later you started experience, experiencing performance anxiety. <laughs> Yes, I, I think everyone relates to this. They say even public speaking is is the why. But why would that develop later when you had so much performing performance experience? I think a lot of it had to do um, the more training I received, the higher my expectation for uh, my playing hmm. became, as well as I don't know. You want to kind of show off for your friends, and so your <laughs> self conscious um, your self consciousness comes in a little bit later in life too. But. You started doing research about this. I guess you thought, I, I'm not happy with this. Right. So what yeah. did you learn? I, it was interesting because in we have a studio class where we perform for each other um, at the university. And to see the difference between those who didn't even seem affected by anxiety and then those that were completely debilitated by it. And I wondered what the secret was or if there was a secret. And so I started reading books um, that mm-hmm. my professor recommended. And I learned a lot about how performance is really all in the mind, that those nerves come because of how we think. And I, I've learned, I still am I'm learning, but I've learned a little bit more about how to train my thoughts, both when I'm practicing and when I'm performing. So any tips for the rest of us? Because this might apply to anything we do in public. I think the most helpful thing for me um, was to be a little bit more aware in my practicing so that I had a lot of backup systems, so to speak, when I would perform. I would make sure I memorized the visual, like the actual music. Mm-hmm. I would make sure that I memorized the, the form and the analysis of the piece and fingering, any kind of patterns. And I tried to wake myself up in my practice so that when I got in performance and that negative voice comes in, I could <laughs> kind of quiet it down and and rely on on those things that I had done in my practice. So do you have moments when you're playing where you're able to successfully do that and just feel like you're just playing the music and all the rest has disappeared? Absolutely. Oh, that must be so satisfying. And that's what makes it so fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. We're going to hear uh, we're going to hear something else that is a very famous piece by Joseph Haydn. It's his Sonata number 52. Sometimes you'll hear of this as 62 in a different numbering system. This was Haydn's final piano sonata. Some say his greatest.
Sonata Number no. 52 by Josef Haydn. That's the first of the three movements performed live on Highway 89 by Lauren Belliston. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. That concludes this edition of Highway 89. Lauren Belliston is a master's student studying piano performance and pedagogy at Utah State University. And to clarify something I said earlier, she recently served as part of the planning committee for the Wasserman, Wasserman Music Festival and adjudicated USU's piano festival competition for youth 18 and under. Thanks to Lauren for coming and performing today, and best of luck, Lauren, with the rest of your graduate studies. We'd like to hear from our listeners. Please send your comments and questions by email to highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Today, our engineer was Joseph Belliston and our producer, Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>